Internet of Things professionals out there in the industry. Thank you for listening. This is Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. And on this podcast, we try to talk about the real world problems facing the industry and most importantly, the real world solutions that you can bring to bear on them. I'm, uh, my name is Ken Briota, and I'm going to be your host throughout this series. And I'm going to be bringing on uh, guests, industry uh, experts who can really use their experience to show you quality solutions. Not not covered by the veneer of marketing, not sugar-coated to make you feel good about yourself, but uh, real, actual, actionable tips, tricks, best practices, and uh, and trends that you can leverage to grow your business and, and uh, make better products and make your customers happier. Uh, so we're, we're really excited about this mission. My guest today, who I'm very happy to have, is uh, Terrence Caston. He's the uh, Director of Customer Success for North America at Sierra Wireless. Terrence, how are you today? Doing great, Ken. How are you, sir? Wonderful. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Very happy yeah. to have you. Um, before we jump in, uh, why don't you give the folks a sense of uh, what your day-to-day is like and what you work on, and in case they've been living under a rock, who Sierra Wireless is. <laughs> gotcha. So a uh, quick uh, quick snapshot on who Sierra Wireless uh, is. is uh, Sierra is uh, one of the leading manufacturers of uh, uh, IoT modules uh, been around for 20 plus years, uh, really a, a forerunner in this IoT space, and uh, doing some pretty interesting things here in most recent years as they continue to evolve as a true IoT player. Uh, majority of the business here is really based around IoT modules, uh, along with gateways and routers. But I represent a business unit uh, referred to as CCBU, Cloud and Connectivity Business Unit, that really brings the glue to this thing. We provide, uh, on top of those services, uh, connectivity through what we refer to as our smart SIM technology, as well as uh, application enablement platforms and cloud connectivity. So we have uh, tied a, a nice bow, if you will, around the IoT world and clearly can now deliver a full end-to-cloud solution. So I'm uh, pretty pretty excited about the work that we're doing here and, more importantly, the work that, that my team represents. <laughs> and uh, so, so without any further gilding of the lily here, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Sure. Um, oh, I know you're in a, a position where you speak to a lot of clients and a lot of potential partners and and a lot of them are coming to you for help. Uh, right. What are they asking for? What kind of roadblocks are they running into that uh, that you're able to help with? Yeah, you know, and, and it runs the full gamut. So uh, <clears throat> my organization consists of two teams of professionals. One is a group of sales engineers that we refer to as solutions managers. And then the second is a group of uh, what we call CSMs, customer success managers. These are you know, more proactive post-account, key account uh, sales folks who manage the entire uh, life of a customer. Uh, and so in doing so, I have access to the life cycle, if you will, of a customer. They're asking for a lot of things. You know, m- many of our customers are coming to us as we speak to ILT, looking to develop a product, looking to take a product to market as a service, and they come to us uh, with different types of requests. Some have more 
technical expertise than others. Uh, those who are a little bit more tech savvy may only need one aspect of the solution, whereas others may need to engage things such as our professional services group to help in the development of that product. So we, you know, we see a full gamut of requests. Uh, many of them, though, are around uh, taking either uh, the purchased modules that they've uh, received from Sierra and deciding if they want to use our uh, enablement platform to, you know, pipe that information back into the cloud or if they want to utilize their own. But either way, we can support them in understanding how to do that, as well as tying it all up with uh, a nice uh, connectivity bow from, uh, from one of the, the cellular carriers. And so my i guess i guess the essence of of what i'm hoping we can talk about today is what makes for a good iot implementation strategy because it seems to me that a lot of the a lot of the discussions around the iot now and i still think of us as an as a young sort of greenfield industry i think that's a very fair much. assessment very um, much it, is that everybody and I and I'm guilty of this too. I fall into this trap too. Talks about the data. You know, we got to get yeah. all that data. We got to collect all that stuff. And a few people are saying, okay, well, we also have to do analytics on that data. But I'm starting to think that's not actually an end goal. That's not a that's not a a strategic outcome. That's still a means to an end. And it doesn't seem like very many companies are actually talking about where the end is. And sure. isn't that end uh, more. I mean, for some, it's going to be different for every company. But some companies, it's going to be more efficient operations. Other companies, it's going to be new revenue uh, avenues. For other companies, it's going to be, you know, uh, a, a a real world outcome like you know, uh, better power delivery, something like that. Are you yeah. are you hearing those? Are you part of those discussions? Are they taking place anywhere where we're getting past the stuff about? Here's how we collect data. Here's how we do analytics and building and any, are, are any companies building strategy in that way where they're actually looking at the end? Yeah. And so it's a, it's a very um, good question. And what we're finding is it just depends on where you're at in the uh, ecosystem. If you are looking to capitalize on IOT because you've figured out a, uh, a solution to a known problem, um, boats that uh, could flood uh, as they're sitting in the in the dock, and you you want to create a device that sits within the bow of this boat and that could alarm someone in the event of a catastrophic situation, and they needed to be alerted to water being taken on while it's sitting in a harbor, right? Just something that right. came to mind. There, that's a real world solution out there. There are folks who are simply looking to solve those problems and not really deal so much with the analytical data capture side of that outside of being able to send alerts and alarms. And so there are solutions where the analytical piece of it, the big cloud piece of it is not as important or is not as relevant. But as you start getting into uh, larger systems where we are looking to gain intelligence, to make better decisions, to make uh, better uh, strategies about how to use these systems, or as you've mentioned, to monetize systems and gain uh, additional 
uh, efficiencies out of them beyond what they currently do, then the, the, the table does shift. Uh, the interesting part about our space is that all of these conversations are happening. It's, it's very noisy. It's just lots of noise. You know, you've got folks over here talking about big cloud data. You got other right. folks over here just trying to figure out how to get data points from A to B, you know, and so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys are all over the place. You go to these conferences and there's chatter in all of these different rooms. And, and then we all come out. The best sessions I go to are when somebody stands up and says, you know, who's making money? <laughs> and then the room gets quiet, right? Right, right, <laughs> so, right. So, so although all the chatter is so well needed, I, I think we're we're at the point in our evolution where we really need to start honing in and and figuring out more turnkey ways of getting the majority of the 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 needs out of the way, and that is the connectivity aspect. That's kind of been. The, the, the low-hanging fruit, if you will, is just sure. building something, right, physically. I'm putting a monitor and <laughs> sensors out here, and I'm transporting data back into something, and I'm reading it in an application portal, and, and then maybe I'm putting it up into the cloud and, and looking for someone to do analytics. I think the sooner we can kind of get that piece out, which is what we bring to the table, is a nice device-to-cloud solution, we can begin shifting our focus on what is the true outcome of collecting all of this data? What is it that right. we're really doing with it, right? And how does it totally change and make our business better? So uh, we're, we're in this evolutional stage. I think we're finally getting to the point. I know Sierra has brought to the table now the ability to do a turnkey, providing either professional services that help build out that solution for you or providing you an a la carte sort of uh, uh, piece of this thing to let you get in where you fit in. But, but the end of the day is to at least get it up and going and then begin to really focus on the, the back end piece, which is what am I doing with the data that I've collected? Is there, is there an argument to be made that for either end of the, the data extreme where you, because in my head, a lot of times I, I find myself thinking, well, geez, let's wire everything. Let's collect everything. And then we're going to, we can pour it all into the analytics engines and find sort of unexpected outcome metadata, you know, Oh geez, I didn't know that these two things correlated. Let's find out sure. if there's a causation there, all that data science stuff. But of course that becomes very expensive. So right. it may not make strategic sense to, to do that in the short term, probably in the long term it does, but short term, maybe yeah. it doesn't. Right. Whereas at the other extreme, you're just collecting, the one thing, the the one strategic thing, the most important thing to my factory or my operation is downtime. And I need to avoid that. So the way I avoid that is by knowing, you know, the, the temperature of these machines, because that, that's when they shut down is when they get too hot, so on and yeah. so forth. So that's the only thing you collect. Are, yeah. Does either of those extremes make a strategic sense? Or should you really be operating in the middle almost all the time at this point? Yeah, I, I think it's back to what I just said. I think it's a get in where you fit in thing, right? So if you are creating a product to be sold, you first of all need money as in any business in order to be here tomorrow uh, for for the long term. And so some of that is taking a solution and doing just that, maybe building off of just, you know, a hundred data points that I'm able to give a company that shows immediate impact and value. 
long term might be after I've collected terabytes of data, really engaging uh, analytics operations, data scientists that can take that to the next level. And so um, as an enterprise, if you are looking to bring IoT to the table, which they all are, poor IT yeah. guys, everybody's had IT slapped on the back of their title. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the real question that these guys are struggling with is, you know, what, what is it that I really want to go to the internet, right? Or what is it that I really want to put up in the cloud? And then more importantly, what am I doing with all of these data points that I'm now able to collect off of this robot or this piece of machinery? It's really about figuring out where do I as an enterprise uh, uh, expand my my opportunity to um, uh, either own more of the market because of the intelligence that I'm getting, uh, right. reduce my actual cost, which is also raising my stakes. You know, you've got to sit down and, and really look at strategizing on what does it do for me and then begin engaging the right pieces of that in order to get there. And I still say you should crawl before you walk and walk before you run in this industry. Everybody that comes out here thinking that you're going to just blaze the trails and run it out. <laughs> right. uh, most of those guys run out of gas, uh, especially if this is a business that you're trying to bring to market. Most of them run out of gas and you're not even going to be here in the long haul once we've got massive amounts of data to monetize in different ways. So you got to figure out how you crawl first. And that might just be uh, simply enabling something and monetizing that. Then you think about how am I going to walk and that might be now that I've got a substantial amount of data I can look at things that I can sell back to someone which might be predictive maintenance which might be you know strategic planning for building something better later um, and then right, right. finally we, we, we find ourselves in this whole big cloud era where you know machines are now learning from all of the metadata that's been collected by other machines and we're producing things that we didn't even know were possible because we're now allowing ecosystems to talk to each other so it's a process and each company must sit down and truly understand where they fit into this thing right now. We were so caught up in the buzzword of just IoT that I don't know if everybody's done the due diligence to do that. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a really good point in that the the buzzword and the excitement around the industry is really easy to get caught up in. Um, yeah. and I mean, I don't blame people. There's a lot of really powerful, saleable pieces of it. You know, there's absolutely, you know, making your the the appeal of a relatively small capital expenditure to increase efficiencies by, in some cases, you know, a double digit percents in some of these operations is very appealing. But Mm With that being said, the strategic application of this technology is, is really important. And one piece of that that I really uh, would be remiss if I didn't pick your brain on is the connectivity portion. Sure. Choosing yeah. choosing what to do with that is such a daunting task. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 is uh it is a constantly evolving uh, conversation as well as with most of uh, of this, uh, sure. this science. <laughs> but uh, same thing again, you got to take a step back out of the world of hype uh, and begin to look at this thing from uh, the set of eyes that says, what am I really doing here? So, you know, I spent, you know, most of my life in cellular, right? My, my background right. has been in cellular communication for over 25 plus years. And I've worked with a variety of carriers and helped build out carriers and networks and things of that nature. And as it pertained to 
what you should be using as a customer. I always tell people, don't get caught up in the hype uh, of this network is super blazing fast and, and so forth and so on, or even, or even coverage. Because if you're not in those places, paying for coverage in those areas may not be so wise. We have to do the same thing here. We have to figure out how will it impact me to be on an actual private network versus being on a cellular network as far as just connectivity is concerned. What are the things that I'm going to be doing to where a particular type of network will make or break my business? So it's like the whole rest of the ecosystem. How does this particular piece, connectivity, make my business better, make my business stronger, scale my business in the future? And then choosing to deploy features or even hardware based on that. Um, you know, we, we find that in some cases, Wi-Fi networks are far more efficient than uh, bringing something onto a cellular network because I'm sitting in a very static area and uh, ultimately everything that I need is always going to be right here in this particular vicinity and I could easily back all this track of, over Wi-Fi. Um, a lot of times if you're not speaking to the right partners, that might not be positioned properly. And so we have to really think about what is the, the mobility uh, aspects of my solution? Uh, what is the current needs? Because in, in, in anything that we're deploying, you're either trying to be profitable selling it or you're trying to be profitable in terms of increasing productivity within my business. And we've got we've to have a threshold to where it makes sense to do it one way or the other. And, and we need to be measuring that all along the way to make the right decisions about what to deploy. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the measurement as you go along and the sort of KPIs yeah. and, and all that, that yeah. piece of it, I think, I think that most of, most of the companies operating in this space in the IoT are mature enough to understand KPIs and measurement and, and that sort of thing in their business. Yeah. I don't think it's being applied very well or very broadly to things like the IoT, which are internal operations. Right. Am I wrong about that? I, I feel yeah. like that people are not measuring it very well at this point. I, I think it's back to the, the hype of it all. I think we get yeah. so excited just to see this new stream of data, right? The fact that I can now measure something and in real time, I've got all these data points that are popping up. Um, and, and I think that, and, and in most cases, we've spent the majority of our time getting that to happen, that the, the, the analysis that should be done in that area um, it seems to almost take a back seat. I, I think that'll get better as more and more solutions make accessing data easier. Uh, again, our platform being a full turnkey, allowing you to really just apply four or five pieces of, of technology to anything, and, and, and I can bring data points in, place it wherever you want, um, let you spend more time on the analysis needed to really think about what are the KPIs that I need, what should this be doing for me to make good business sense. It's just that we're so early in this, in this ecosystem that a lot of our time is still fit or spent trying to pull together the right module with the right application portal, with the right connectivity, and, and 
Therefore, you know, where our attention should be, uh, we, we, we don't really have the bandwidth to do it, just trying to build out the solution. That's, that's interesting, the idea of resources being used to make a solution possible and then not having enough to actually do the solution. <laughs> yeah. Is that a yeah. thing is that a thing that you're actually seeing happen out there? Is, is that is that is very real. That is very real. And 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 even to the point where you've got companies or you've got, you know, uh four guys in a shop who 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 plan to be, you know, the the next billion dollar company, um spending the majority of their focus on just that, on just trying to get something built and not really thinking about the impact of what you do with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's a big part of what we're doing in this business unit as we um, you know, see customers coming to us with these great ideas um, and ultimately not thinking about the entire process. Uh, for instance, you've got companies who want to build something and then take it to market and sell it. Uh, it's easy for them to spend 80% of their, their, their you know, venture capitalist money on just engineering the thing and and yeah. then totally forget about okay how am i going to market this thing how you know <laughs> how, how am i going to you know train train on this thing all of that kind of gets it becomes an afterthought and and they've spent tons of time and money just building a thing building a widget and and now it's time to go to market no 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 clue or has spent very little money in those areas. It's kind of like the, you know, build it and they will come. Why? Because it's cool. Well, that really doesn't work that way. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, I, I want to change gears and talk, we've talked a little bit about some of the pitfalls and some of the, the struggles sure. that, that companies walk themselves into. I want to I go to the other side and because uh, yep. in the real world, good things happen. You know, yep. I'm, I'm a generally hopeful dude. Um, yep. <laughs> what are some of the, the really positive things that you, that you see happening in the IoT industry right now? Some, some good best practices that you see happening? Yeah. Yeah. So um, some, of the, some of the first are, are just, you know, the basic, you know, the basic rule of starting a good business is solve a problem. Companies who approach this from a, I have a real problem that I'm trying to solve for uh, tend to do much better than those who are just trying to create something cool because the technology is there. You know, with enough time and money, we can build anything. So that's not even well, the yeah. issue anymore, right? <laughs> so, so companies who say there's a real problem and I see where this technology can make a major impact on that and I'm willing to put in the necessary time to make sure that my product is unique enough to drive a person to solve for that problem. Because sometimes, you know, we have problems and we rank that problem so low that we say, I won't spend money trying to fix that. Yeah, it's a, it's a pain, but, you know, it's not that big of a pain. So right, companies right, right. Who, <laughs> who really spend the time to rank how solving that problem will affect that business or that industry and do the due diligence in baking the solution as well as how to market it, as well as how to bring to the attention of those who are affected uh, the importance of this um, have, have done well. And, and those people can range from everything from, you know, uh, you know, typical smart city type applications to uh, various types of industrial applications, even right down into the consumer space, right? So IoT is still a very, um, 
new uh, sort of uh, technology in the consumer space. Most consumers sure. don't even really know they're in it. Right. But if you're walking right, around right. with a Fitbit, you know, you're already in it. You know, <laughs> if, if, if you've got your house uh, wired up with with cameras and uh, sensors uh, that are communicating over something wireless and being sent to a control center, you're already in it. Yeah. So so as those people begin to kind of tie the dots, you know, together and say, oh, I'm, I'm kind of doing this and you begin to see the importance of it. Those are the companies that are winning. You know, they uh, they've done the due diligence to, to make sure that they've attacked a market, solved for a problem and done it in a way to where it has impact. Um, that's that that's the group of folks who are going to be here in the long haul. Those who have not spent that time and simply have a lot of smart people making stuff, uh, you may not be around when, when, when it really all, you know, explodes because you're not going to be able to sustain yourself. So it's got to be relevant. You've got to put in some time. You got to, you know, kind of focus not only on, uh, how technically savvy it is on the back, but what's the simplicity factor in it, in terms of changing someone's life because they have this information now, you know, now right. just power. And this is just another way of obtaining it. <laughs> So, uh, are there differences between because we, you and I, have just spent a lot of time talking about sort of nascent companies, early companies, companies yeah. just coming out with their new solutions. Is there a difference in uh, in what works and what doesn't if you're at the enterprise level already? If you're if you're a you know a strategic thinker at uh, I don't know uh, Microsoft or Cisco or yeah. somebody, I mean, are you thinking about things in a in a more scaled way for sure? You're beyond one solution. You're looking at systems. But yeah. the, the, do the general the general rules still apply, right? That is true. That is that is still true. You know, <clears> just, <throat> just more more zeros being impacted on the back end, uh, be it uh, internal things that we're doing to improve our process or uh, external uh, products that we're that we're you know hoping to shift into a pass you know product as a service model. Same rules still apply. Um, I, I think that as companies find things that really return investment money at a level that makes them comfortable they'll they'll do more of that but um it's it's a kind of trial and error thing as we think about what the right things are to to approach and then more importantly the the ROI that we're getting back you know ROI needs to be a a major factor of most of these you know if you're not really seeing it and you don't see the light in front of you for it then you know just because you can build it, just because you can, doesn't mean that you should uh, make something IoT, right? You know that, yeah. that 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 one is what we fall into a trap all the time as well. I mean, do, do you have any do you have any good uh, Frankenstein IoT stories, or if they oh built God. it, they really shouldn't have? Oh my God, there 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 are many. I mean, I think the biggest the biggest the biggest pitfalls that I see are people who jump into this without doing research on historical failures. And I don't mean just 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 total failures, but guess what? Everybody who probably has seen an ILT solution has seen certain types of applications over and over again. What makes you think yours now is going to be the one that rises to the top? So <laughs> right, I'm saying right. if you're going to if you're going to jump into this just because you think tracking a child and I don't mean to knock anybody who's doing that solution. <laughs> it's a great idea, which right. I thought of that 20 years ago in terms of a wristband and a whole nine yards. But just because you think you've thought of something great, you need to really do the research 
thoroughly about how many of these are out here and why is mine going to be any different? Right, um, right, right. You know, just because you think tracking luggage is a great idea, uh, you really need to do the due diligence. How many of these are out sure. here and what makes mine what makes mine that much better? I, right, I think right, those right. folks who do that and, 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 and really engage some great marketeers, you, you got a shot, um, but the technology alone won't get you there. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're getting we're getting near the end here. What? Yeah. What's the people say that the third rail of politics is social security? You touch it and you're <laughs> going to get killed. What's the third <laughs> rail of IoT? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> uh, third rail. I would probably say being underfunded. You know, again, this is a long haul. This is this is this is uh, not not a uh, not a sprint. This is a marathon. If you approach this space, um, you know, with uh, you know, only one horse in the race to pull the cart, you're probably not going to make it. You know, you need to have right. you know a team of Clydesdales pulling your pulling your wagon on this one. Uh, um, you need to have. Uh, various levels of success in, in your actual strategy, right? I need some low-hanging fruit opportunities that will keep us in the game. I need some other opportunities that will begin to really add steam and, 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 and take our brand to the next level. Uh, and, and, and then ultimately, I need like this master plan to where because I've done the time and I've, and I've put in the, the blood, sweat, tears, and, and, and monetary uh, necessities to be here, when this thing really ripens up and explodes, I'm now allowed to be one of those big players and capitalize on it. Uh, right. A lot of people, again, are dying on the vine because they, they, they come in with, with one shot, one thing, and if it doesn't make it in 12 months, they're gone. And that, that's happening every day. So, so have multiple tiers to this thing and be well-funded. Well-funded in the fact that I can make money today with something and it allows me to be here for tomorrow when when the real you know uh, deal uh, explodes. So that's that uh, makes that's a big one. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, where can folks find out more about you and, and about your work at Sierra? Yeah, so uh, it's it's all about LinkedIn these days. I think LinkedIn is like the number one tool in the world for anything in business. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> feel feel free to connect with me there. Uh, Terrence Caston, uh, of course, that's uh, Sierra Wireless. I'm T Caston. Uh, the uh, LinkedIn piece of it allows you to follow me and see all the wonderful postings of things that we're doing uh, at Sierra with various customers. And so to see some awesome white papers and to see a lot of the projects that, that are very successful that we've been a part of, I'm constantly posting and reposting those. I work very closely with our corporate marketing department, you know, showcasing the great things that we're doing here to drive uh, an industry that we feel uh, has uh, great possibilities forward. And so uh, always interested to connect there as well as uh, being able to follow me there. You'll you'll be able to catch up with me at various conferences, speaking engagements and things that I'm either personally doing or the uh, organization is doing to to better prepare people for the incredible world of ILT. <laughs> um, and uh, that, unfortunately, is, is about all we've got time for today. But I really appreciate you uh, you joining me, TC. This has been a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Looking forward to uh, uh, having any kind of input in the future on the things that you guys are doing and love to help people navigate their way through an industry that I love so much called wireless. <laughs> Folks, uh, that I think is a, a pretty open invitation. So make sure you reach out to TC if you've got uh, if you've got questions. This has been uh, Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors. If you enjoyed this podcast, please uh, make sure that you rate us, subscribe. Give us a review on uh, on wherever it is that you're listening to this. Uh, that's always helpful to raise the profile and get more listens for other folks. And if you want to check out more content on how to uh, monetize your connected solutions and uh, the connected solutions of the future, uh, check out 151advisors.com. Uh, thanks again, TC, and thank you all for listening today. Well, folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors. Make sure you go online to check out more content on how you can monetize the connected world at 151advisors.com. That's 151advisors.com for all the information and content like this podcast that will help you power your business and monetize your business into the next phase of the IoT. Thank you again for listening to Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors. I am your host, Ken Briota, signing off. See you next time.